This episode of Finding Demo Surfishing is being brought to you by The Sinker Guy. Head on over to thesinkerguy.com. Get your order in today. You won't be sorry. Chip's got a lot of fun stuff in the Sinker Guy garage, and you can't go wrong. Sinkers? Yep. Got them. Rigs? All day. I got that Bruno rig. Maybe another rig. Just need to drop a letter. You'll see all about it. Scissors, pliers, links, terminal tackle, all day. Totally covered. Go over to thesinkerguy.com. You'll see it all. Lots of good stuff. Enjoy. new episode new week lots of fun stuff coming your way this week we're getting in the old imaginary airplane and heading oh just a smidge west from me here that's right we're going over to texas again and you know what i am impressed with texas fishing and it's fun to watch all the stuff on social media see what people are catching cool to be in the groups like that and they uh when they say things are bigger in texas they ain't joking i've seen some monster bull reds and some other big species just getting after it out there this week though uh kind of fun little fun story of how i met into this guy and we'll get into it in the show but i uh if you didn't know i'm a bit of a social media stalker when it comes to people and uh how they fish what they fish what they do i love seeing it and when i see something that gets my attention and it sounds like they're a cool person and they really know what they're doing i normally reach out to them in the show and i'm like hey let's talk i really want to get some info from you well that's no different this week big rich fishing and a whole lot more stuff in there but i have all the social media links they're going to be back on the website and here on uh all your social media platforms so wherever you were listening to this click in you'll get over to them i don't want to blow any of these cool stories because i looked at some stuff i'm like ooh, wrote that down no don't want to talk about it because he's going to talk about it wrote that down no can't do that so without me just running my mouth the entire bit of the show let's get him on the show rich welcome man thank you for having me uh, no, thank you for coming on, and thanks for the patience with my uh, background editing that I'm going to have to go back to later and try not to punch my screen. <laughs> I've been there editing. I've had my computer even crash before, and it's like, oh, so. yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty top five of uh, nothing good there. Well, <laughs> all you can do is just make things work, right? That that's what it is. We just have to make things work. Exactly. Push. Go ahead. Okay, my name's uh, Richard. Uh, my name's, uh, you know, they call me Big Rich because I'm like 6'3", so I'm really super tall. Uh, I recently got into quailing. Uh, I guess that's how you say it. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a bunch of quail now, and um, now I'm hatching quail. And uh, I really love uh, where I live, uh, Corpus Christi, Texas. And it's an amazing place where there's just tons of opportunities here. Like, I, I wasn't raised here, so, like, when I got here, I, I've tried to take advantage of, you know, it all, you know? There's just so much to do. Yeah, especially there. I mean, Corpus is a beautiful area, uh, and the fishing is definitely not bad, that is for sure. I've heard nothing but great things about it. But uh, let's back it up even further. So let's get right into the podcast questions here. Tell us your story and what got you into fishing. Well, I was kind of always into fishing. Um I was like younger 
Um, but like, I've always caught like smaller fish. And I was really into fly fishing for the longest time, so I've done a ton of fly fishing. And when I moved here, I was like, there's so many big, I don't even know what I'm going to catch half the time. And there's so, such a good fights too. The fights are just amazing. You you have no, not a clue where you're going to, is on the other end of that line, essentially. So that the excitement of a rod screaming, you can't beat that. You really can't. So, I mean, when I got here, there's like so many forms of fishing I could do. I could still fly fish and still have a great time with that even. And just the opportunities here are just like almost endless. And I not, never, not a clue, but I'm going to catch up the time. So, oh, that's happy. You know, that's the best part of fishing. You can target stuff, but in the, in the saltwater world, you can target all day. You, you'll see whatever else just decides to jump on your line too so it, it's not it's not like boat fishing that's one thing i love about surf you can say hey, i'm gonna target this and yeah cool story bro Here, here's a jack or something else where'd you come from you weren't part of the plan of the day <laughs> exactly so uh, there's a few target species i hadn't caught i would love to catch a cobia i would ooh. love to catch uh cobia yeah, i would love to catch uh i still haven't caught a tarpon uh, that's on my list of th things to catch still, but like, you, so they're kind of mystical around here a lot of times, especially if you're fishing from the shoreline, you yeah. know, type of thing. You you have opportunities to catch them at certain times. There's always going to be that one person who's like, "Oh, you're so lucky." You have. <laughs> well, we had that up here in the Panhandle of Florida not too long. I think it was about a year ago. It might have been a little longer than that. I mean, a guy caught a sturgeon in the surf. It's what exactly it was a you know one in billion you know after that hey hopefully you bought a lottery ticket because you were totally hooked up but yeah. you never know and it's so cool that in different areas things like that happen um a recent episode i just did uh, i just found out that they catch rooster fish from the beach in cabo i'm like you gotta oh. be kidding me and they're like yeah we do it all the time man like it, like it was nothing you know <laughs> i'm just like I would go nuts the idea that I could catch a rooster. So it's so that's one thing I love about the surf is then different areas. There are so many cool fish that are out there to be caught. It's just a matter of going to those ones, hitting the right season, hitting the right time, hitting the right temperature. Yeah, right, right now we're coercing. Unfortunately, we've got a lot of Sahara dust essentially uh, coming in. And so the water's really murky right now. So it's been really like chocolate milk a lot of times, but then it clears up. But a lot of those fish we normally see right now, uh, like the big jacks and the reds, haven't been as prevalent as they have been in you know prior years, just because we had so much. Um, yeah. But you can definitely uh, go to uh, like Port Aransas, uh, like the jetties there, and walk all the way. That's like 30 minutes away, so not a big drive from here. And you can go all the way down to their jetties because they got a lot bigger jetties than we do. And it goes past the, the, the pier that's there, the Caldwell Pier. And you're able to definitely catch uh, stuff. You're usually able to get past that uh, murky water a lot of the times. Um, but, yeah, it should be clearing up. It's starting, it looks like it's starting to clear up. And hopefully it continues to stay clear. That way we get a lot of those bigger fish in. Um, but you can still target. Reds love chocolate. 
the chocolate looking water. As long as there's bait, as long as you're seeing uh, consistently seeing mullet close in the surf, then I say catch a mullet, cut it up if you want, um, leave it alive. That's fine too. Um, but I usually take some of the scales off on the side with a uh, with a knife, uh, just kind of cinch it up because it's like I said, chocolate milk. They can't they're sight fish uh, and they can't really see it, so you're gonna go heavy on the scent, you know. So you're casting it out, and you know, second, third, you know, in between the uh, second and the third, um, sometimes. Uh, I don't know. The water's been really out recently, so you may be able to get a get around just. You know, not casting very far, actually, just because of that reason. Okay. Well, there's, that's a good little added piece there. Good good bits of tips and tricks on that. Uh, what would being down there now, what type of fishing do you like to do? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> so, right now, like, I'm going to be, I really would love to be slide lighting right now. Um, uh, I'm going to catch some live bait and slide line off the jetties. And that was my goal because a lot of people don't do that. Um, I'm throwing uh, spoons a lot of times at the jetties as well. Um, it's going anywhere from one to three ounce silver and gold. Um, I'm hitting sharks right now because, I mean, it's already murky anyways. I might as well do some shark. Um, and around Bob Paul Pier, which is no longer exists, unfortunately, got taken out by uh, Hurricane Hannah. So they're uh, planning on rebuilding it. It's just going to be take a long, long time for it to be rebuilt. So uh, you can you can uh, do some shark fishing here just by taking out drones. I use an AquaCat. I don't know if you know what that is. It's basically a, a boat. That, oh yeah, AquaCat's yeah. a great boat. <laughs> it's basically like a boat that takes out your baits for you. Um, you can also kayak, of course, but uh, surf conditions you never know but right now the surf has been great it's not not been too rough um so i'm really surprised about the chocolate you know milky water right now because of that um but yeah i'm catching sharks um and then like if i haven't done this uh if it starts clearing up i'm definitely gonna be doing this um i'm gonna start running down to pins i don't know if you know what that is pottery island national seashore it's 66 I was thinking 60, yeah, 66 miles of just protected uh, wetlands. So that's a, you, you, you don't know how far that really is in comparison when you're driving like 50 miles an hour down the thing. It takes, yeah. it'll take half the day just to drive to the end. Um, yeah, Nick Meyer told me about that not too long ago from Breakaway Tackle. He, he oh, loves yeah. that. When you said pins, I'm like, I, pinfish? But then when you're like, oh, you said the, the uh, Padre Allen, I was like, oh, I know what you're talking about now. I won a rod from him recently, actually. So yes. Really? Yes. Good um, deal. Donated it to uh, the Coastal. Yeah, I might as well go do this. The Coastal Cowboy. Uh, yeah, so he donated a rod to him for to auction off. And... Uh, yeah, I was able to uh, win the rod, so I'll be doing some uh, videos of me uh, doing long-distance casting, and uh, I'm going to start um, measuring out how far I'm going now. So uh, I like to do, I do like to do a little of everything. That's cool, though, man. It's one thing I've told a lot of people is the surf fishing community 
is it though it's the whole country you know a lot of sand it's a small community there are you know in certain areas we all know each other we all have conversations you'd be surprised you know there's like two to three degrees of separation here so that's really cool that you want to ride i'm looking forward to seeing your videos on that man i'll uh i'll text nick and be like hey you're not gonna believe this so that'll be <laughs> real fun to talk about yes uh, uh yeah I've, I've been over to his shop occasionally uh i need to definitely stop by and uh talk to him about the rod because i'm gonna definitely tag him in the information the you know the videos obviously and stuff so good give deal. him a shout out good deal so next one is what is your favorite thing about fishing oh, my favorite thing oh my goodness actually i have to go with i get to I'm kind of an inventor. It gives me it gives me out of my bubble a lot of times, and yeah. uh, I like to make new things. In fact, I got a rig ma named after me called the Richard Rig, and huh? <laughs> I, I don't know if you can see that. My friend uh, Sandel Tapico, he actually decided to start making it. So. Um, I, I like to invent, like I said, like if I don't see something there that I feel like oh, I have an idea, like sometimes I'll wake up with an idea and I'm like, man, I should try this. Even though it might fail, failure doesn't stop me. I always try something different and something different. I come up with the craziest ideas, like taking a shrimp and putting it into a straw to see if I can keep from the little pig, piggy perch and pinfish from, you know, trying to take it off the hook, you know? I try to come up with crazy ideas, um, but some end up working out. So it, it's worth it in the end because like fishing is like, there's no end to the knowledge you can learn, to the things you can invent and do. So it's going to keep me busy for the rest of my life. Yeah. Hey, well, before we move on to the next question, tell us about the rig. Oh, oh, so basically... It's almost like a double dr drop, essentially, with uh, three-way swivels. Um, I put a swivel at the actual, um, the where the uh, sinker is. Sometimes I'll use, a lot of times I end up using a spider weight because of current, and sometimes seaweed gets on it. And then sometimes if it's really, really like gentle water, I'm gonna use a pyramid weight. But basically, it will position itself with the mullet either live or, or um, uh, you know, just cut off bait. And it will position itself in the current where the fish is swimming upstream and will end up uh, seeing that and end up biting it. So um, it, it, is, it gives it plenty of room to spin around, uh, get spinner sharks and stuff like that. And I really wanted really strong lines because when I, when I first invented it, I noticed I started getting a lot of sharks too, and they would just nick it, nick it, nick it, and then it would end up breaking. So, and I don't want like hooks and a bunch of uh, fish. So um, I ended up making it 200 pound line. Uh, my friend even went further than that with it, uh, his rigs. So just to keep, you can still catch sharks, you can still catch reds. You're not gonna end up losing all those, which is, which is great, you know, type of thing. Yeah, that sounds like a smart setup. So great job on inventing that. That's always cool. Making things better as you go. It's the best thing we can do is uh, people. It's always making things better. That's all it is. 
being down in there in Texas, what is your favorite fish to target? <laughs> there's, there's honestly no like favorite. Honestly, I, I honestly like I like I love pompano. Like it's more of a season base. So yes, right, that right I, there. <laughs> I am. I am right now. The season right now. I'm all for the season. Um, then like I'm ready for the mullet run. I can't wait for the mullet run because like it's already on my mind. You know, I'm I'm ahead of. I gotta be ahead of everything else because you know my scheduling, my kids. I gotta work around all my stuff my wife has for me. So you know. Is getting out there, being able to target, you know, species when before it starts hitting, you know, because um, once that mullet starts running and stuff like that, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna look for flounder, I'm gonna look for redfish, and then you know, I'm gonna be looking for, um, I'm gonna, the black drum will run at the end, of course, and I'm gonna be running like, I'm gonna be looking constantly for all these uh, fish that are running. I mean, you'll catch jacks and other things like that too, because like everything's feeding. Everything's just gonna be feeding out there because all that bait is being pushed out into the surf, which is amazing. And you don't need to buy no bait from the tackle shop. You just throw a cast net and get yourself some mole, you know? Yeah, yeah, I suck at throwing the net, but yes, that is the easy, that's the great way to get the old free <laughs> stuff. A lighter one, uh, I would say uh, three foot. Uh, that's six tall, you know, it's six, you know, wide. Um, just get some lighter one and then work your way up. That's what I what I ended up doing because anyone who ever starts out always say lighter weight. Do do the three foot until you get used to it, you know. Yeah, that good stuff right there. I learned a little bit from uh, the old team at Kids Can Fish. Caroline is a is, she's a beast at throwing a net, and she's great at teaching. So I've been picking up little tips and tricks, and hopefully I'll pick up some new ones this year. What has been your craziest or your favorite catch ever? Oh my goodness! Uh, okay, so my craziest one would be uh, my on my Richard rig. I ended up catching two reds at the same time on it and it was a heck of a fight and i mean i was on fire that day i was like catching reds after reds after reds after reds it was just amazing to be able to catch two at the same time Um, uh (laughs) i've I've recently made another rig so i have three so when it's good like that just to see if i can't catch three at the same time would be my uh goal um but i don't know if that's gonna happen And that'd be a lot of weight power right there. So it's a good thing you got it set up the way you did. Yeah. What What is a bucket list fish that you want to catch? Oh, it's going to have to be, gosh darn, it's a toss up between the tarpon and then the cobia still. Definitely would be an amazing, Would either one would be an amazing fight and be able to bring in type of thing. Uh, I am targeting both. Um, but, uh, Right now, this the surf, like I said, yeah. it's your chocolate milk. So, I'll work one of these days. I'm going to get it. <laughs> All right, last two questions in this category here. Where would be a dream place for you to go fish? Hmm. Um, I've considered Florida, but that might be a little bit overrated type of thing. Um, 
So it has to be somewhere exotic, I, th- I think, because like I, I follow a lot of people uh, around the world uh, on my like TikToks and you know Instagram. So it definitely have to be exotic. So a rooster fish would be up into the exotic range for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, something I typically don't catch would be great because like I mean the opportunities like people from other places would do the exact same thing if they came to vacation here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the fun part. And we got plenty of water and beach to do it. Mm -hmm. All right. Last one for you here in this one. And then we'll move into your knowledge pieces. What has been your very favorite fishing memory? Fishing memory. Ooh, this one's tough. Hmm. Honestly, Bob Hall Pier, because I met a lot of my uh, good friends there. And unfortunately, it's gone now because of Hurricane Hannah. But I made most of my friends there. And then I eventually branched out and got a lot of friends from social media as well. So uh, as I kind of, you know, grew, um, I met more and more people. And honestly, that is my favorite memories is making those friendships that you just can't, you can't shake. So, yep. And that's one cool part about social media in our world is getting to meet people and hang out and meet new faces like this. <laughs> when I come to Texas, I will happily say, Hey, Rich, what you doing? Yeah, I know you're not busy today. Are you? <laughs> Just not on the weekends. It's my wife's. Oh. <laughs> I get you. I totally get you. All right. Well, we've been going for uh, about 20 minutes here, and we're going to move into the next section of fishing sure. tips, tricks, and knowledge. But before we do that, we got to knock out a bait yet because it's been time for you to check your bait, people. This bait check is coming in hot. Hopefully, you got plenty of bait on there. You, you've got, or actually, you've got a bunch of fish. That'd be good, and your bait's gone. We don't want you to have bait on your line. That wouldn't be good. That means the fish aren't there. So if you haven't caught a fish yet, switch it up. Change your bait. Maybe you need to go, you know, high side, low side. Who knows? Something different. This bait check is being brought to you by Ninja Tackle. NinjaTackleVA.com has got you completely covered for Ninja Dagger rods, all the way from 7 foot up to 12. Maybe 13 here soon. That's right. Big stuff's coming, so keep your eyes open on the website. If you need rigs, gotcha. Reels. He's got a whole gambit in there for all the fishing equipment that you might need. So not a bad place to go when you need your stuff. Also, if you're into firearms and shooting, yep, Ninja Tactical. Whole other side of Ninja Tackles. Got a lot of great things in there from optics, uh, Glock accessories, other add-ins, other pieces, things that you should definitely take a look at. So great website to be at. Great people to always be around. That's a good dude. I love him. NinjaTackleVA.com. All right, so here we go. We're moving into the fishing tips, tricks, and knowledge here. So this is, you know, hey, regular old day. Let's do this out. How do you plan your fishing trips? So basically, uh, you know, use like everyone, you got to check your apps. Before you go anywhere, check your apps. Uh, it's very important to check your weather, check your wind, um, check your tides. Because the tides all the way to the dunes, what are you going to do? Um and then you want to check to your surf conditions, like how, how rough is that surf really? So that will change uh, change how I fish or what I'm targeting a lot of times. So um, based on that, I don't care about when the fish bites. You know, a lot of people do. That's great. 
if you do, I have the time to just go out there and just mess around type of thing. So I'll be messing around just to see, um, just to see what's out there, you know, a lot of times where other people won't be. So that's the beauty of uh, having a wife that has me do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> well, so, how do you... Go ahead. So depending on where you want to start from, do you, do you want to start from the, the surf or do you want to start from the jetty? That's a good question too. Well, I mean, we can go for both. You're, you're already there. Okay. So, I mean, if you're planning so, your trips, talk to me about both. Oh so much uh let's see here so like let's start with the jetties i guess um so obviously i talked about the spoons um anywhere, anywhere from one to three ounce uh spoons silver or gold and i typically like to use uh gotcha plugs a lot of times for like mackerel and like they're smaller fish you get trout and stuff like that gotcha plugs are uh amazing to just end up using um, now if you want to just like, um, if you're throwing in like, yeah, darker, like we have the chocolate milky looking, uh, water type thing. Sometimes I'll throw like, um, lures that, uh, have a little bit glow in a dark to them just because it's a little bit darker type of thing. So I'll end up throwing those as well. And then of course, everyone loves live bait. So, um, shrimp is usually the go-to. Uh, you can fish with a jig head at the bottom, or you can use a popping cork. Uh, popping cork basically or mimic um, live shrimp sounds, so it goes. So that um, sometimes helps for you getting bites as well. Just depends on the current type of thing. Um, of course, you can cast out to catch sharks as well. There's just a lot of species you can uh, typically catch. Um, you can freeline, you can freeline shrimp, you can freeline mullets. Ah, there's a ton of different methods you could use at the jetties. Uh, like I said, I was talking about slide lining, and not a lot of people know that slide lining. So uh, here, at least, um, so it'd be really fun to just try and do. I've seen it done occasionally, but not very many people do it. Let's do this because you brought it up twice now. I was going to ask earlier, but we got, kept moving in here. What is slide lining? So it requires two poles. One pole is basically you're just tying a weight to it. And preferably, you can use braid, but it's better if it's mono and casting it out, right? So you're just casting it out and you're getting a good enough weight, I don't know, like a 16 ounce, I guess, and then with spider weight. And you want to get that lock in there and tighten that up um you're going to take another another pole and it's a three-way swivel that connects to two three different going three different places one's going to go to your pole uh, one's going to go to your pole uh that's not connected and then the other one is going to connect to your other pole but it's going to have twist of um it's gonna have a twist of wire so it can pop off I, it's hard to explain i wish i would have brought <laughs> i wish i would have brought the thing so it's gonna pop off and the other end is gonna be um a bunch of hooks and stuff and what you're doing is you're basically trying to suspend your bait above the water line somewhat 
And you can change that by letting it go a little bit further, but you want it on the surface for like jacks, reds, sharks, you know, all those will end up, uh, you know, try to, you know, get the bait and stuff, but you're basically targeting topwater fish. Um, it's just sup suspending your bait above the water, which is kind of unusual, especially for the jetties. So you primarily use that at the jetties more so than the beach, I'm guessing, because the well, your beaches are long. That's a pier as well. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Which which is great. Which also brings me up to another thing I like to use um, at the piers and stuff. I always love using sabikis, and that's a great way to catch bait and stuff like that. However, the jetties not so much. So I have actually cut down my sabiki to where I can actually use it now. And you have to be really careful of the rocks, and you definitely want to drag it in a lot quicker. So that's another thing, little you know, tricks you can use, and you can catch uh, occasionally catch mackerel if using it actually, which is, uh, which is yeah. it's a fun fight. I mean, I'm not saying that I've used a sabiki on a party boat with the 50 and 70 pound line and dropped it straight down and like, all right, you guys want to play with your shrimp? That's fine. Watch this. Popping <laughs> up three mingos and stuff like that. You're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Perfect planning makes that. It's funny how you try different things. Well, there's also something else I need to bring up. Uh, mm, yeah. Fish bites and fish gum. Uh, that's an important thing to always have on you. Uh, a lot of people will end up using so for some reason say there's no live bait you know the bait shops don't have it and you have you can't find anything in the surf you need to have a backup and having fish gum and fish bites is always important because you can end up catching i had a friend who just came down and ended up i forget he had both on him i think it was the fish bite that he caught it on but i mean it's extra bait and it doesn't go bad. And I mean, I'll leave in my car till it turns black. <laughs> <laughs> I still yeah. catch fish on it. So that's, that's, that's true. That's the, catch on it, so I mean, good fish. So, I mean, it's worth it. Uh, just getting those just to have a backup. So I'm on. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm on, I'm on fish bites pro staff and I did the interview with fish bites. Uh, probably a year and a half ago, Brett brought up some funny things. Uh, and he brought up one piece of like, yeah, it could be absolutely brown and just horrible looking. It'll still fish. It'll still work. As long as you can get it on a hook, there's there, it can still fight. So yeah, there's, I always fish with my synthetic. I mean, fish bites is always on my line. One of the top two or bottoms, you know, it just depends on what I'm doing, but yes, a myriad of bait is always important at the beach or wherever you're fishing. Oh, so, well, all right, now that I'm kind of, I think I'm done with the jetties for the most part, so let's move to the beach, like, for uh, fish bites, man, I'm always using fish bites for pompano, mm -hmm. underrated fish, tastes amazing, my friend was giving me his pompano for the longest time until he decides to finally try one, because I think he was <laughs> him because he looked so much like a jack, Yeah, and he knows, like, jack tastes terrible, so, you know, no one wants to eat it, it's just, you know... Uh, a bait essentially so uh yeah he was always giving it to me decided to try it and he's like man i, I regret that <laughs> yeah yeah he was giving you a quite the filet mignon of the sea right there just like oh yeah these are horrible yeah yeah they're right they're poor you don't want them i'll take all of them oh, thanks 
Yeah, you have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> uh, so, like, let's try with Pompano. So, basically, when you got Pompano, a lot of times you can use, like, shrimp, um, fish bites, and you can take um, bait elastic a lot of times, especially if your uh, shrimp is, you know, getting a little mushy, or maybe you're just getting picked off really easy. You can take bait elastic and wrap it around it, and it and you just pull it off, and it, it, it'll stay on there so much better. Also, you can, if you're having trouble, you can half if you have big shrimp, half of them, put a piece on there, then put your fish bite on, and then cast it out there. And man, that's it's uh, it's game on. But yeah, that is the way. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll smoke a pompano, and it tastes tastes amazing um yeah i mean you got pompano uh during the winter uh months um i would say around no somewhere around november when the water starts getting cold if it's not getting cold december and man you just tear them up it's nice, nice good stuff and you'll be running some black drum occasionally and See here, occasional, like if you're using, uh, if you're using fish bites and shrimp, a lot of times you get a bonnet head as well. Now you can eat a bonnet head if they're, you know, here in Texas, you can, uh, they're supposed to be two feet, so 24 inches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Texas has got some interesting regulations when it comes to fish sizes and limits. Uh, it was, you got a little bit of the Wild West over there too with like, what do you mean there's no limit? No, there's no limit on these. You got to be kidding me. It's, <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Yeah, well, uh, that's the thing. Not everyone is like trying to target those, and we only have certain seasons for them, and it's not like yeah. they're here all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I haven't seen a lot of sand trout right now. Um, eventually, I'm sure we'll see a bunch. Uh, let's see here. What's another underrated? Uh, uh, whiting. Another underrated oh, fish. Love no, that fish. No, it's, it's a poor man's redfish is what people call it here so it's really good though if you get enough of them and i would say about 12 inches you're gonna look about you're looking for some the big fat ones about 12 inches to start really getting a bunch of them and eating them type of thing so yeah Yeah. whiting's a wonderful fish so we we moving a little bit here let's get back it up now uh so you you gave us into how you plan your fishing trips and you gave us with the two pieces there and you gave us with the uh the pier how do you select your spot when you're going out to fish see here it depends on what i'm fishing for uh if it's a shark i'm looking for um certain places where like um cuts i like really good cuts in the surf type of thing um when i'm targeting like pompano i like where the where there's a bank essentially of sand that kind of blocks off i don't know how to describe it basically basically there's a cut but it's pushed a bunch of sand out and uh i'm fishing over to the left of it or the right of it depending so i'm not okay. fishing to the bar so a cut a cut to the bar interesting yeah okay and you when when it comes to pompano i'm gonna fish usually uh past uh you know i'm going like when it comes to pompano pompano are weird so 
the sandbar, the second sandbar, you're going to be, I'm going to stagger my uh, poles. I'm going to go one in front of the second sandbar, one behind it, and then one even further than that. So in, people who don't stagger it, you're, you're going to end up missing little pockets of where the fish are actually are. And then once you learn where they're at, you just keep on hitting it. I sometimes once they get once they get on it, it's like bam, 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 bam. <laughs> yeah, then, man, that is the way. And then, uh, I mean, we got sheephead, which which would be the jetties again. Um, shrimp, man. Uh, come March, sometime around March, uh, you'll start seeing them, and uh, just live shrimp is what I usually do, and it's. You just do like a eight weight and just usually like, what do you call that? Uh, rig? Gosh, darn, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. But uh, basically hooking a, a weight, egg weight, and you're throwing oh, it out Car- there. Carolina. You're talking about Carolina, like Carolina setup. Trying to think. It's like a slide line, but I can't think what it's called. It's yeah. too early. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Carolina rig for them. All right, cool. So you're looking at those. Nice setup there. All right, so let's talk into now that you're at your spot, you're getting set up, and you gave us the first part there of where do you cast. And we talked a little earlier. You mentioned, hey, you got to know about your tides. Um, we're a little funky. You know this, especially with the Gulf of Mexico. We, we don't have a bunch of tide worry. But have you noticed anything different with your tides there that uh, changes it up for you? Uh, yes. Yeah, so the, for the jetties, it affects the jetties drastically um tides will um definitely change how the fish bite is like when the when the best time is going to be and um i mean we only have like like the it goes to the jetties goes to the packery the packery jetties is just one thing and so a lot of people are fishing all down that at a certain time of the tides um, a lot of people will say, don't fish it when the tide's not moving. So, and that's true because you could be there. I've been there on the boat before when the, it stopped and it's just dead calm. And there's yeah. not, a, I'm down at the packery and there's not a single thing biting just because the tide stopped. I mean, that's, it's like, it's like a giant washing machine is pushing in water and pushing out water, pushing, but when it's, Black like that, they're gonna move out. Bait's gonna move out. They have no protection, so you're just you're just wasting. You're just feeding the piggy perch. <laughs> that's that's a good way to say it. That makes sense though, man. I mean, you want that movement, especially there at the jetty. I mean, that's that's big pieces. Well, think about how the uh, fish themselves. Um, early morning, like early early morning in the bay system, they're gonna be hiding in really shallow water um same with the big targeted fish redfish will go in less than a foot of water they're 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 you know hunting and stuff like that and then when the water warms up and it's a little bit later in the day they're going to go in the same structure but in deeper water same with all the other fish yeah that's a great point dude great great point and some reason my brain didn't put that together till you said it i don't know why i mean don't know what happens on the show half the time yeah so we've talked about tides there what about moon phases anything you've noticed with that yes and you have to be very careful especially um where you have high tides um it can go to the dunes um 
And you got to be especially careful, especially if you're all the way going, if you decide to go to pins and there's no cell phone reception there. So here you're, it's no man's land essentially there. Um, so you have to really look at your reports ahead of time and the water can easily move up. And uh, I love a good moon, especially when you're targeting flounder and you're gigging. Because you can gig here, and it's great. You can use that if you don't. If you have a, you know, calm winds and stuff. Oh, it's it's a good combination. But yeah, I definitely uh, the fish bite. Um, I love. Sometimes it's going to shut everything off. Sometimes it's going to turn everything on. So it depends. You can fish. It's either going to be early morning. or it's going to be night that the bite's going to be strong. So it's a guess a lot of times. I've discovered. <laughs> Cool. Great, great. Man. So you got a lot of pull there. Um, Let's keep up with the same thing. We're kind of on the same one. Let's talk about the seasons. So you mentioned a little bit in there a little earlier, too. You were mentioned in November into the Pompano. Well, talk to me about your seasons and what you find has been when what works for you when the I, I don't want to say it like targeting wise, but walk me through the seasons with Texas and fishing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, see here seasons let's see here you can pretty much catch a lot of the fish uh all year for the most part a, a lot of them for the most part but like see here like jacks are gonna have a certain season um you're looking for april around april do you start seeing the jacks um redfish you can pretty much catch year round um because they're gonna be there's some going to be in the bay system still, and they're going to come back out. Same with black drum. Um, but a lot of them do leave to go spawn and then come back in. Same with flounder. You know, um, they go off and as well. That as soon as that mullet runs, uh, sometime in September, um, probably end of September, October, somewhere around there, um, that's when everything kind of like follows the bait themselves and they go go have their babies and come back in so and then trout will stay in here you get your biggest trout um during the winter times a lot of times uh see here like i was talking about pompano already that was um november december is like my best time for pompano and like i'll i'll fill up my freezer easy uh, <laughs> see here March is going to be, uh, March is going to be, I'm going to be looking for a uh, sheephead. I think I pretty much covered, oh, yeah, the black drum are usually the last to run in the mullet run, usually. So I'll end up, it'll be cold water and I'll end up, I mean, you can't cast a pole without catching one. It's just ridiculous because they're all going to that uh, pack read channel. We only have like one in and out for the, uh, the ocean so they're gonna go somewhere okay cool so it sounds like pretty much you got year-round fishing it's, it's you, you're covered there yeah i just recently started shark fishing and basically you can pretty much fish year-round for sharks as well a lot of people don't fish during the winter times so i'm going to be tr trying to uh, definitely hit that up as well because you can get sandbar sharks and stuff like that early you know winter okay so is there a month or is there a season or a month that is just bad fishing there? 
I would say I mean it just depends on the wind. <laughs> the wind can shut oh, everything okay. down. Like it, it can shut your your you, trying to just tie on stuff is ridiculous sometimes. So you get that twenty mile, twenty five mile an hour plus winds, you're like I fished I fished for um under a bridge one time. And it was, I think, 30 mile an hour winds. And it Holy was crap, dude. Howling. <laughs> that was ridiculous. And I'm like, under this bridge, I was trying to find like shelter because just the, the wind and stuff. But I was catching uh, sheephead at the time, but the wind was ridiculous. So, honestly, the wind can get hurricane level. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, that doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> so honestly, honestly i don't have really much other than it getting cold because i don't like cold that much but you can go wading and stuff and still catch fish so there's really no nothing stopping people from fishing here honestly you can fish all year round here perfect all right so when you're gonna go someplace brand new uh what do you do before you even start fishing Okay, so I actually just uh, did a video on my apps and stuff. Uh, Google Maps is really important to hit that satellite view and look around the areas and stuff because you may have missed something that you didn't even consider. Um, because a lot of people will all congregate in one place thinking they're going to catch fish here because people have caught fish there before. If, doesn't, if there's no fish there, what are you going to do? You need to branch out and kind of learn for yourself. Think outside the box. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, it's really an important, it's an important tool because you can find fishing spots you never even knew existed. And that's what I did. When I first moved here, I, I basically would make little dots in all the maps where I was going to go visit. I visited a whole bunch of places around here and kind of learned the hard way. <laughs> Yeah, that's how we do it. We try to prevent that here on the podcast. We try to prevent you guys from having to do things the hard way. We want you to learn. I know it's the same on your channel, too. We want you to learn. It's why we do the social media thing. It's not about, you know, that. Well, I'm the, it's just the adventure side of me. I just have to do it. I just, it's, it's, it teaches me and it's, it's all teaching. It's all about teaching, you know. I teach myself by learning like the hard way to certain things and change certain things. Why did this work? Why did that not work? You know? <laughs> yeah. The, te the self-teaching piece, man. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that a lot of us have done it, the majority. But, dude, it's like you have to learn something on your own, and then once you figure it out, you're, you're good. But once you get it from somebody else, it's like, holy crap, why didn't I think of that? It's right. Just, it, it, and it's just, and then you get mad at yourself. Like, how did I not know this? That I should have known this exactly it's 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 tough it's it's definitely tough because you you know you can get easily discouraged but you know you gotta remember if it's not always about catching it's it's about just being there and experiencing the area it's beautiful there's tons of wildlife around you there's stuff that other people don't get get to experience it's all about the adventure that's what i say yeah 
great point right there. Well, before we move into the next question, we've had enough time here. It's time. You got to check your bait again because, you know, it's been reason. Oh, man. Hopefully you've caught a bunch of fish. Life's good. You're just nailing it, and maybe you've had to make an adjustment. And if you haven't caught yet, maybe it's time to change spots. But it's only been, you know, 50 minutes. It hasn't been a full hour yet. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe something needs to change. This bait check is being brought to you by DS Custom Tackle. Old Delaware Surf Fishing, that's what the DS is. They're up there getting you got lots of great things that you can uh, possibly use all throughout the country. Jigs, lots of cool ones, floats, different ones. Keep your eye on the website. There's a special set coming very soon. Uh, I know that they've got Barry's rig in there, the BS Surf Fishing, the Glow in the Dark with the Sand Flea. Mm, very nice, very nice. Lots of good stuff there. Or if you need to get into any other terminal tackle, they've got that too. If you're a rig maker and you're looking to find a supplier, DS Custom has you also covered as a supplier as well. So reach out to them, take a look at, or reach out to them. You can find out more and uh, go to the website, dscustomtackle.com. Get your order set up. You'll be ready to rock and roll in no time real good deal so we've talked about these pieces when moving uh now let's talk about you know i love this one because it comes with the bait check how do you adjust the tactics for fishing when the bite isn't on fire well definitely staggering your baits for sure Uh, sometimes you can screw up by fishing too far out too a lot of people think you need to go way way far out and then some people don't realize going way way far out is where it's at So long distance casting is really important, just as important as fishing close in. So it's really about learning to read what's going on. You know, a lot of people don't know that trout are like really close in and you didn't need to be casting that far out to begin with. And so it's all about learning to adjust uh, what's, what's going on. And if, However, I think the, the worst times I usually have uh, in the surf is when the surf is completely calm, flat. Oh, dip, yeah. Stuff like that, I don't see any bait sometimes. I don't see any you know, water movement. Fish love that water movement. That, that, that gives them a layer of protection, a lot of the bait, which pushes in the predatory fish, which is wonderful, you know. So you you got to learn where the bait is and where the targeting, where they're targeting at. And once you kind of figure out where that is, you get the fish. True. Yeah, I've found for me on flat days, I've had to move to spoons and metal. I, I prefer throwing my metal out on those days because that's when, you know, something swim by, it, it's looking for that. But you're right. When you get that surf moving, you get that little crash. It's turning up that stuff in the bottom. It's getting in those other feeders. And that's game time. Like big surf days. Those are red days for me. I always know I'm going to catch a red. Well, you think about those red fish. I mean, they even like that chocolate milk. The big ones will come up real, real close sometimes even. And why is that? They're so big and stuff. They they scare off the bait. Um, I mean, as they were growing up, they were probably being targeted at one point too. So they still had that mentality of hiding themselves and being you know, being that predatory fish, they got to be able to hide that big body and stuff. So that chocolatey water hides them. So it's kind of, it's kind of weird thinking that way. Um, Cause you don't ever think it's going to like, oh, they get to a certain size. They don't need to be hiding, but they, they do in a way. Yeah. Well, another thing I love about redfish too, is how they camouflage their bodies. 
you know, I can catch one here on a clear day. It's she that red's going to be silver, beautiful, no, bright silver mixing in with the sand to prevent, you know, you can't see me. And right. then I get the dirty day and I'm going to get that other, I'm going to get that copper hue. Or if I get yeah. them on the inshore, oh, they're going to be that dark copper. They're really going to be. And then Pompano, kind of the same thing. You know, you, they'll change a little bit. You get more of the yellow belly and stuff. But it, I love that about fishing is seeing how these fish can change to their environment to protect themselves. And it's just brilliant. It's like, all right, cool. And so but backing up, because you said something earlier and I failed to bring it back in and I'm kind of kicking myself in the ass for it, but we'll do it now. I loved what you said about redfish uh, when you're doing it in brackish water, but you're using glow, a glow style rig i think that's really smart because it's given off that little extra hue how did you bump into that idea uh just i think i i think basically i was thinking like you know when you're in a dark room the glow glows right you know i'm i started I started like experimenting with flounder because a lot of times we're at the very bottom and it gets murky and stuff and you get the water movement. Um, they love that water movement when it's ripping a lot of times. Um, so sometimes it gets like turned up and mucky and stuff. So I would throw like, you know, artificial and it would get taps and stuff. So I started catching occasionally on those. And then they kind of made me realize like other species kind of like that. So you'll get trout, you get red, you get a little everything type of thing. But yeah, just just the glow, I guess, even though it won't probably glow that much under the water, it's enough just to, for them to sightsee, essentially. Yeah, because I mean, brackish water, you've got the sun that's going to be blocked out. It's it's mud, it's muddy. It's you're not going to get the great UV shine that you would because it's having a hard time getting through the silt. But yeah, that little uh, that little glow hue, good call, man, real good call. I'm actually going to add that to my tackle box. So thanks, <laughs> thanks, Rich. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I I really I really love it when uh, when it, it really like really shines. You know, it, it's it's the one that you go to and it's like, oh man, I'm glad I had that with me. You know, yeah. yeah, I've in my recent life, or I guess in the last six months to a year, uh, I, I have learned no longer to say this is my favorite lure, because as soon as I say those words on the next cast, it's flying off on its own. I, I've yeah. lost that. So uh, I, I no longer have favorites when it comes to that. <laughs> I, I've, yeah, I've learned to, uh, like you said, you got to learn to adapt. You adapt yeah. with the fish. It's it's a, they they're constantly moving and constantly changing. The conditions are, are different. You gotta you gotta learn to um, come up with ideas of how to get those fish. And if you're not out there thinking about it, and people aren't coming up with the ideas themselves, you're gonna miss opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Adaptation is huge. Um, so you've already answered a couple of these other questions with so <laughs> throughout the oh, talking piece. Here. Go, I'll go so, for it. No, it's part. Well, this is the last one in this one, and then we're going to move into your channels. How is fishing different in that you've noticed in areas? So I normally ask this, how's fishing different in your area from others? But you've got a lot of coastline. You've done a lot of different places. Like you said, pins has got a piece, and then you got some other pieces throughout there. But what have you noticed that's differentials uh, for fishing? Oh, my goodness. Uh, what kind of sets us apart? There's just uh, so many cool places to fish. Honestly, I have to admit, like, 
like we have like anywhere from the Lexington, like fishing in front of a battleship. How cool is that? You know, um, fishing on pins where you can go just drive for miles and miles, just get away from everyone. You don't see anyone for miles and camping on the beach. You can't beat that. This stuff you just can't beat that separates us like apart from a lot of places where you get to experience beauty at the same time as fishing. So I think that's where we really shine. Um, but uh, there's just, it's just, it's such a cool, cool place. And uh, like, like we have tons of history here too. I mean, like pens was made up it's all like dug out and stuff because you know the war and stuff so we've got a cool base system because of that we got we got what i mean the packery was named after an old packing plant we have all sorts of just like history here which is really really cool and it's really really great to come you know just see all this beauty here yeah, it's definitely nice. The brochures make it look even better. I will say that. <laughs> I need to get down there, man. I've heard nothing but great things about pins. We were supposed to camp it, but uh, unfortunately, our plans got screwed up, so we didn't get to enjoy Four that. A must. Just so you know, um, past I think, I think you can go to the ten mile marker, fifteen maybe, um, depending on how good. But yeah, four wheel drive is a must, honestly. Because, like I said, no no man's land. Um, not maintained is gonna be is gonna be soft sand. Yeah, don't get caught out there and bring a bring a CB radio if you need something else too. <laughs> Always good to have a secondary form of communication. Hopefully, someone will pass along eventually. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> hey, you got fish out there, so you'll be okay. You know, you can you can live off the land for a little while before you <laughs> bring lots of water. Yeah, yeah. All That's right, so so good. So let's move into your social media, man. What made you want to start posting and become a content creator? Uh, do you mind if I do this real fast? Okay. I don't mind at all. Oh, let's see if I can't. You got that? I uh, got a friend. He's uh, sending uh, 3D lures, and he's sending me some 3D lures. So uh, give what, him a yep. like on TikTok. And... Give his name, too, because remember, this is audio, too. It's not just video. It's audio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um... Luca, I guess. Uh, at Lake Erie Luca. So, um, yeah, so what really made me, um, made me really want to like start going on the social media thing is I started watching a lot of videos before it come down, came down here. Like I was like heavy, like I was hitting it all the time. I was going to have this down. I thought I was going to have it down before I got here, which was a total lie. <laughs> lied to myself. And that's what kind of uh, sparked that interest in really trying to reinvent myself when I got here because it was a lot harder than I expected it to be because they make it, when you see these videos, a lot of times it's like, oh, this looks easy. If I do exactly what he says, I'm going to land this fish. Not necessarily how it is, and uh, fish change and they move and they're the, the, here and this. And I didn't know all this. Um, I knew this to some degree, but not to the point that I really needed to know. 
So um, that's what really sparked my um, interest in doing social media. So you know, got the YouTube, TikTok, uh, Instagram. Uh, Instagram's more new. Um, uh, TikTok, I wasn't hitting it heavy, but I'm starting to hit it heavy now. Facebook, I just made a, uh, an account for my Facebook as well. That's new. So, yeah, I just I just love it. Does it all fall under big rich fishing? Uh, yes, it's all big rich fishing. Um, sometimes the big rich fishing one, it just depends. Yeah, I had to. So when I found it's funny when I was looking at your logos because as you gotta see here on the video, I got it. <laughs> my wife actually did that. Nice. It looks really clean. Really good artist. So uh, I was like, can you make me one? <laughs> Ah, uh, the, ben- the the other fringe benefits of marriage. Hey, you're really good at this. I need you to hook me up. <laughs> <laughs> She's a doctor as well, but if you ask her for anything medical, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so like, oh, you started this, you got into it. It's like, yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. Just take some <laughs> ibuprofen. You're good. It's like, great. Thanks. Thanks uh, for the support. Yeah, Motrin. I've got to the age now where I have car Motrin, I have bedside Motrin, I have living room Motrin, um, I have office Motrin. So you never know when you're going to need 800 milligrams <laughs> to get through your day. Why don't you have a center Motrin? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's and it's also thanks to the Marine Corps, though. I'm, or, well, I guess the Navy, technically. But yeah, there's uh, uh, great days most days. <laughs> so you've done all this you, you like you said you're all over now i mean you got tiktok going you got youtube facebook insta all these pieces are growing what has been the goal of your channels honestly to uh i guess you know supply a little, little bit of humor some you know information sharing other friends um you know accounts as well that i you know i i feel like you know, they've done a good job type of thing, helping me out as well. Um, just basically, you know, it's basically to me, it's like friendship, um, sharing knowledge and just humor for the most part. Humor goes a long way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. It was very you get more likes on that than anything else a lot of times. You do. I mean, between the humor ones and uh, dare I say the, the controversials, you get a lot more clicks oh, and um, sucks but it, that's how it is that's how the game yeah, gets played like do i really want to watch this uh one with she explains uh you know how to do all this and this and this well, some people get like they're bored or they just want to just they just want a tv surf essentially yeah that's been the hard thing with podcasting has been you know you got to catch people at the right one and when i first started people are like oh you got to keep it to 20 minutes and i'm like 20 minutes <laughs> what are you supposed to do with 20 minutes like, Twenty minutes is like my intro, man. That's me getting the hangout well, time. Not the matrix; you can't just download it. <laughs> exactly. So you know, long form and short form content um, are are quite the interesting game. And I know we're going into a little bit of a hole here, but it's a good one to go into, especially if you anyone's been thinking about getting into this. Um, yeah. I, I got really fortunate that I've had great, great mentors. I want to call them. They may not think they are, but they are to me. You know, guys like. Tony with fish gum or salt squatch, Phil Hollinsworth, uh, Brett with fish bites, Bama beach bomb. You know, all these guys that I've met along the way in this journey, all given me a nugget of something to think about. 
And for the longest time, they're like, hey, man, long form content is just not going to pay. It's not going to do these things. And they were right. It's been it's hard to get a long form. It's hard to get somebody to sit on the toilet for an hour and watch a show. Um, That's true. That's true. <laughs> but on the same note, now all of a sudden long form has become a holy crap, long form content is all of a sudden now important. People are like, oh, they're actually watching longer. So it's it just depends on the game you're in and how you've structured. And it's ever changing. I, I don't ever remember like YouTube being on like TV, but now my kids and like kids are starting to watch stuff on YouTube. Um, yeah. like, we were just watching, uh, I think it's Nate or his name. He does like Halloween stuff and they goes to Halloween stores and, and does like reviews of stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's growing. It's starting to grow finally. You yeah. Know? And the difference too, with our age gaps, I mean, my daughter, she's 12. And I mean, I go onto YouTube if I'm looking for something that I can't figure out and I need to see a visual tutorial. I'm like, hold on, let me look at this up and I can nail it my way. You'll come in and be all of a sudden she's like, hey, can we go to the store? Sure, what do you need? I just want to pick up some makeup. Oh, no. Well, then it turns out she's in the bathroom making horror makeup. She's making scars and blood and she's doing like in decorative faces. And I'm like, what the hell? Where did this come from? And she's like, I just wanted to learn it. So she went on YouTube and she would, you know, start searching this and learning it on, on the kids' YouTube side. And I'm like, dude, this is great. This is fun. You're having a blast. Yeah, it's it's amazing what you can learn from just, you know, and, you know, kids get younger and younger. Like, I get young kids following me sometimes. I'm like, holy smokes, you know? It's like, when I was young, I didn't know how to use a computer. Yeah. <laughs> I was out, I was out on my bicycle, playing, you know, rollerblading, doing all that, you know, outdoor stuff. So it's yeah. a different, so again, definitely more content uh, friendly for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Gone are the days where it was for us. Get out of the house. We want to come home. You can come home when the street lights are on, but I'm hungry. I don't oh, care. yes. Exactly. Not saying that happened to me as a child. But it may, mom, I love you. I really do. Uh, but I remember my childhood for that. <laughs> Most definitely. So uh, since you've been running for a while here and you are, we've nailed this a little bit, but let's go into it there. What has been one of the biggest lessons learned after running into the social media game for so for now? Uh, just gonna, don't expect, don't expect your, come up with a goal of, what you want to pursue and just pursue it for yourself, not for other people. And you can't expect to just, you know, be big. Um, not everyone can be big, but just, just make it for yourself. Don't, don't do it for other people. That's, that's the biggest problem is a lot of people go that direction and they, and a lot of people just give up. You just keep on going, you know, just keep on going and pursue your, your happiness you know yeah it's, it's tedious if you're not happy with what you're doing and stuff editing stuff is not fun and i'm sure you can <laughs> agree no. with that no i'm already i'm already dreading having to go back and do video editing from the beginning intro here that none of you guys got to hear or see because i already fixed it by the time it comes out but rich and i saw it but yeah it's like a, oh i gotta fix that <laughs> Yeah, well, imagine I have like a GoPro and I'm just like recording all the time, and it's like, 
edit, 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 edit. Did I get a good angle? Did it? Oh, I got some water on it. Great. I didn't see that water spot. I could have wiped Oh, yeah. Up. You know, the stuff you don't consider. It's like, maybe I should have done it this way. And then you, you sink into the rabbit hole of how much money is this going to cost me <laughs> to buy more stuff to make, you know, more videos. So, yes. Yeah. A lot of people I know, how do I say this without sounding like a total dick? <laughs> you can't get into the game thinking you're going to get sponsored by GoPro and get all this, you know, all this gear. All this stuff costs. It is ridiculous. The price point where you're like, what the hell just happened? How did I just drop a thousand dollars? What am I supposed to do? I'm fishing, and then I'm like, I just uh -huh. recently upgraded my RAM on my computer. I was like, oh, can I can I upgrade this because like this thing keeps on crashing a lot of the times, and it's having does fantastic now, but like just just fixing it myself and upgrading it was a big deal, you know? Yeah, I'm on borrowed time on my laptop. I just, just, keep, just keep swimming, buddy. Just keep swimming. <laughs> as long as you smoke, right? Keep on yeah. going. <laughs> oh, too many times I've been like a couple times during this episode here. I've heard the fan kicking on. I'm like, you can do it, baby. You just hold on. Don't get you dare go anymore. Air, just a little bit of compressed air to clean out the fan. <laughs> Come on, baby. Just a little bit longer. Yep, just a little more. Oh, that's so bad. Has becoming a content creator made you a better angler? Yes, because um, I, I, I'm able to express now my uh, creativity a lot of time. Like when I'm inventing stuff, I'm like, oh, I'll get an idea. It's like, oh, like, you know, before I would lose all those ideas. Now it seems like it's more ingrained in me when I do the videos. So all the fun, cool, quirky things like I end up doing, you know, ends up being, you know, it's out there let people like it fine if you don't whatever you know I, I had fun doing it and that's all that matters that's good that way to look at it man good on you rich good on you so what is the future plan for your channel honestly just to sh share my adventure and just make new friends essentially man you're already crushing into that so good stuff there well, we've nailed into the social media. Let's get you into the closing questions. But before we do that, we got to do one last bay check because you should have been done by now. You should have been fishing in Mallory like already in the car. That That's just the goal. One hour, right? One hour. Yeah, that's not real. It is your third and final bay check of the episode. Like I said, hopefully you caught a bunch of fish and you've been doing great and things are just good and you're listening in the car. And if not, hopefully you've moved. Change it up because something has to change if you're not catching fish. They're out there somewhere. Believe me. I know. I'm the skunk king. I know that stuff. The last bay check is being brought to you by, that's right, the Kids Can Fish Foundation. You guys know how I feel about them. They're doing great things out there in their community. Uh, and it may be expanding. I can say that out loud now. Uh, some cool stuff. But all the cool things that you see from them, they're getting these kids out there, teaching them how to fish, teaching them how to do all the fun things that they can with new gear, cast nets, rods, reels, whole rigs. And they're teaching them all of it. And that all comes from your donations. 
all they are a 501c3 charity they are completely documented and all that one so if you need to have into that conversation you can reach out to them there they will be also having the ssi st simon's island running the bulls you'll see me there i will be out there for that fishing tournament it's going to be great all the proceeds for that also go back into the organization to help keep funding these clinics and these uh camps for these kids they're uh, it's not their official motto, but I love hearing it and I love saying it. More tackle boxes, less Xboxes. They are doing great things and they can always use your help. So thanks for your kids can fish. You guys are great. Look forward to seeing you in a couple months. All right, so let's get you out of here with these last set of questions. What knowledge would you give to a brand new angler? Reach out to your uh, local uh, fishing groups on, you know, usually like Facebook or whatever. A lot of them will either fish with you or teach you there's always going to be someone with like some information or just something that you wouldn't know don't ask for someone's spot that's the wrong way to go about it <laughs> but um, definitely um hit them up and stuff because there are people who will teach you and i was taught some stuff that i've learned and um you just end up growing from there essentially yeah that's good right there good point what do you recommend someone coming down to your area that has never fished it before does before they push put a line in the water? Uh, proper weights. Like you need to learn to have different weights. Um, I'll have someone at the jetty sometimes like throwing a weight and it just drifts like too far, you know, um, <clears throat> like they're the surf. You know, it's like I can't keep a weight out there type of thing. It's, you know, the surf got a little bit too rough, you know. Um, you just got to learn to um, have different types of weights. A lot of people, like, have the basic, you know, bass fishing stuff, and they don't have the proper tools to be able to keep their stuff from moving around. So you definitely want to look at pyramid weights and spider weights, for sure, in different sizes. Solid piece right there. All right, last question, and we'll get you out of here. What's next for you? Well, I've got a clue. Um, I think, I think, I guess between the quail and fishing, I think I'm just going to keep on doing hit the social media and do a lot more fishing. I'm going to try to get out there as, as much as I possibly can. And uh, I've always been fishing anywhere from two to three weeks uh, or two days, uh, two weeks, <laughs> two days out of the week and having a you know, great time doing it. I mean, dude, could you make it any easier and better? That's just phenomenal. I'm so excited for you, Rand. I really am. I'm excited to see all the stuff that you do and I'm looking forward to watching your channel and continue how it grows. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the TikToks. That was kind of a, that was a fun way to start finding out about you. I was like, ah, he's on TikTok, message on TikTok. <laughs> but seriously, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and all these pieces. It's been really, it's been a pleasure. I have thoroughly enjoyed myself and uh, I look forward to talking with you again sometime. Thank you so much. And I had a great time and I hope you all enjoy this video and give him a follow. Hey, I would love that. So, all right, Rich, we'll talk to you soon. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully this episode helped you. I know I got some great tips and tricks from it. And I'm definitely going to utilize here. Uh, I've mentioned that one. He's also got, he mentioned into the other, uh, can't say my words. 
I will have the links back to you to see some of these ones. You know, you got Coastal Cowboy. You mentioned them about that. That'll be linked back. Stanfield's Tackle and Lake Erie Luca. Lots of fun stuff there. But go back to the website, findingdemosurfishing.com. You'll find the links on there. Um, you can basically get back to it from the link wherever you found this on social media. I do hyperlink it back. Make sure you give this out a share because somebody's going to use that information, especially if they're going to Texas. Great way to start these things. You've been listening to Finding Demo Surf Fishing. It's been a pleasure having you here. We'll see you next time. And uh, I like about the terms. I'm out of here. <laughs>